Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Bethany. And we are Sisters in Song. Today we have a very special guest with us. Mr. David Childers is joining us today on our podcast. David has been writing and performing songs for a diverse range of audiences in many different places for the last 40 years. He plays solo and he also plays with a combination of ensembles generally called The Serpent, which can vary from two to five additional players. He has written and recorded several albums, and his songs have been performed by the Avett Brothers and now deceased Scottish singer-songwriter Jackie Levin. Childers continues to write, record, and perform on a regular basis. While past performance venues have ranged from New York to Amsterdam, Mexico, Britain, and several East and West Coast states, in the last few years he has limited himself to performing mostly in North Carolina. He and The Serpents have played at Merlefest twice and have also appeared on the Mountain Stage four times and World Cafe radio shows. So help me welcome Mr. David Childers. Welcome to our show. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired. I've been been out there painting all day, but... Uh... Good. Painting art pieces, I'm assuming, and not like yeah, painting yeah, your house. Gotta... Good. Painting fun things, not like painting your house. No, no, not now. I'll probably wind up doing that soon. We've been about 36 years, 37 years. So I've had to get up on the ladder a few times. So you are currently in North Carolina. What part of North Carolina? I'm in the southern Piedmont down on the South Carolina line, right outside of Charlotte, probably right on the Catawba River, which is uh, the border between uh, Charlotte and in the town I live in, which is called uh, Mount Holly. I call it Mount Hopeless, but official name is Mount Holly. Do you have a song about that? Well, I mean, my, a whole bunch of my songs are, you know, about things I experienced growing up and living here. This is where I've been living now for uh, about 43 years. And I, go, I grew up here, in a manner of speaking. Uh, then I went off to schools. I was probably gone eight or nine years and wound up here with a combination of circumstances. Well, that's a good segue into my first question. How did you get started in music? Well, I mean, I think when I was born, it was just uh, always there. It was uh, everybody in my family liked music. My mom in particular. My grandmother was a trained vocalist as a young person. I never heard her sing because by that time she had been smoking uh, like two cartons of Raleigh cigarettes a day or something ridiculous like that. The neighborhood I grew up you know, everybody liked music. Older guys played, you know, different horns. And uh, there was a guy down the street, older fella, that played guitar. There were like uh, bands that would play in town. There was uh, street musicians. I remember one one old fella, I was probably, there was this guy, kind of reminded me of Harry Dean Stanton. He was wearing a, a black hat and a black suit sitting on a some kind of, weird little chair playing guitar with a harmonica on a rack and uh you know people throwing tips in there i've wound up becoming that that guy <laughs> maybe that's why i was attracted to it and i was a singing cowboy on tv named fred kirby uh who played the harmonica the same way and you know he did a lot of like western songs he did a a song called Atomic Power became a pretty big hit. Actually, the Leuven Brothers had done it too, but he wore a cowboy get up and he'd fire a gun in the middle of the performance and that kind of thing. So it was just all around. My, my mom had a great record 
collection. She was very actually musical herself. She'd go sing with the various bands around uh, the cocktail circuit back in the day. She was a very good looking lady. Kind of work her way into things. How'd you start writing your own songs? You know, I, I was, I just had an impulse. I probably got, got turned on to like hearing Peter, Paul, and Mary in particular singing these, uh, actually Bob Dylan songs like uh, Blowing in the Wind and Don't Think Twice. Uh, I, I just really fell in love with that kind of music and uh, so I would you know learn those songs and sing them in the shower that's where we do our best singing is in the shower right <laughs> yeah well I don't know I, I might have a, I've driven a lot of people crazy over the years with that so uh, yeah one day I was my brother my brother brought home a Bob Dylan album from uh, college when I was like 14 and um, bringing it all back home, they had Mr. Tambourine Man. And I started listening to him pretty much nonstop. I, I was kind of a hermit. Uh, I spent a lot of time up in an attic where I had my books and a record player and I could be left alone. Then I'd go out at night on a bicycle and vandalize places and stuff. And I would uh, have those lyrics like going through my head. And while one day I was walking home, it was like the spring of uh, 1966 or 67. And all of a sudden I'm like, I need to take the meter of this song, Gates of Eden, and write my own words on it. So I went home and started writing, you know, this, uh, this poem, have it anymore, probably wasn't worth a damn. But I mean, to me, it was uh, quite an experience to do that. So I didn't stop with one. I kept doing it. And Lady Next Door took an interest uh, in me and started typing typing them up for me, which was very kind of her. And it was sort of like uh, I was into writing from that point on. I wanted to be a novelist, you know, write short stories and books. And uh, the idea that I would ever be like uh, performing on stages, crowds of people was, was not something I foresaw. And also when at that age, I was also very much into athletic. That was a uh, very important in the culture I grew up in, you know, being a jock. And so I, uh, I focused a lot more on that than I did, you know, really trying to be a, a poet or a, a songwriter in particular. Somewhere around there and there, my dad gave me a banjo. And so I started singing. I learned a little bit of banjo and uh, I started singing some of the things I wrote. But again, I just, I, I was too shy to, I lacked the self-confidence to go out and perform in front of Actually kind of like, well, it was my senior year in college. First time I went out and performed. Maybe it was a little bit before that, you know, where it was actually like a, an established kind of venue and I opened up for this rock and roll band in Chapel Hill. There was a little bar I would play at. I did several gigs there and then came back to Charlotte and got a little band together and we, you know, we were hit or miss. Sometimes we were great. Sometimes we were horrible. Just, uh, you know, I'd get too drunk to play. <laughs> <laughs> or I would play, but I shouldn't have been playing. So it was, I was pretty stupid, actually. You know, it just uh, from there, then when I got in graduate school, I got a little more serious about it and actually had a gig through the state going around playing songs for school kids and trying to give them an idea of how to write poetry or to appreciate poetry. It's not a, probably wouldn't go over too well nowadays. No, people like Tommy Tuberville around. Have you ever written songs for collaborated with other people on songs yeah a little bit but i'm not very good at that um i don't have the patience but yeah i've done i've done some collaboration i tend to pretty much take over though I, i'm like i say i'm um i'm trying to do it just because i have i have my own uh wants and needs as far as writing and and if uh it's just uh, it's very hard for me to, to find that satisfaction with somebody else and i'm certainly you know i gave up on uh 
making money off this a long time ago. So that's what people, you know, collaborate for, I guess. I, uh, I play a lot. But, you know, that's kind of a different thing. What about as far as your songwriting process? Do you have a process that you use or is it different? Yeah, I do. I, I do. It's mainly, it's like, uh, it's a life thing. If I get an idea for some words start coming through my head, I, I try to write them down as often as I can. And then uh, there always comes a point where I sit down with a guitar and start looking for a chord progression that I find interesting. Then I... You know, looking to see if I can find some words that would fit that. That's one way to do it. Sometimes the idea just kind of pops out. That's where these iPhones are, have been very helpful to me because I can just turn on, you know, the video and, and I got a record of it there. I spent a lot of years recording on a uh, four-track um, cassette recorder. I even made a couple of albums that they, they got around pretty good as records did. Now, if I'm all right, you know, it's, it's most I get the iPhone and go through it and bang it out. Writing process is it's, it's almost painful to me. It's pleasurable, <laughs> but it's also it's kind of painful getting to that place where I'm feeling it. I have to feel it in my uh, in my heart and my gut. It has to move me before I'm going to take it out and inflict it upon the world. So that's a it's a pretty a demanding process as far as what to, which songs survive to uh, actually go out and get performed in public. Other than the banjo or the guitar, do you play other instruments too? I play harmonica. I do okay with the melodica. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can beat a nice rhythm on the top of a guitar. What about what can you tell us about the serpents that you play with? Well, the drummer is my son. Oh, very good. I, I consider him uh, a very essential part of it. He's uh, 46 years old now. We've been playing together intensely or not since he was just a little kid. He's played in a lot of punk bands. We finally have gotten to an age where he respects me. Uh, but I would, every time I try to fire him, uh, his mama would, would prevent me from doing it. My wife, Linda, she's like, he's yeah. the best drummer you got. She was right, really. But he uh, he also sings uh, beautifully. He's a really great backup singer. Uh, we've got a bass player, plays stand-up like Same age, this guy, Corey Dudley. He lives right here in Mount Hopeless. He's an um, outstanding bass player and a really great backup singer. So that's sort of the core of it right there, the rhythm section. There's a fellow named Dale Shoemaker is an electric guitar or electronical guitar player. He doesn't live too far from here in Gastonia. He's like Southern rock kind of player but he's learned he's really broadened his style and he's uh, been influenced by a lot of different sort of music but he's a he's a rocker and i like that because we go out and play for people who are drinking and uh, you know we want them to keep drinking and buying beer and, you know so we make them happy and get them dancing and that kind of thing and it's fun i mean it's just it's just amazing fun a little player named jeff white he lives over here in charlotte and he's an extremely uh, talented fiddler and i got another guitar player play with up in Winston-Salem. That's a couple of hours away from me, but while I play up north in the state, up north in northern North Carolina, he and I do uh, duos quite frequently, acoustic guitar duos. The same songs. Also, I'm always trying to learn, you know, other people's songs, because it's just kind of, you know, I don't really don't care anymore if I, if I wrote the song or, or who wrote it. If it's, a, if it's a good song and it's going to get me through four or five minutes of a gig, 
pick up my paycheck later. That's uh, that's what I'm interested in. Did you teach yourself to play the instruments? I pretty much did, yeah. I got a chord book and I started learning chords and I would uh, sing with those uh, chords. You know, I started doing songs I was kind of familiar with, whether I was doing them right or not. You know, again, I could get through a, a performance and get people's attention. I remember one summer in particular, I believe I was about 18, is after my freshman year in college and I hold up in the attic parents house with uh, Bob Dylan it was a blonde on blonde song book for the album blonde on blonde it had all these chords I learned like a C and a F and an A minor and a D minor and how all those things work together and some chords I never could learn but I, I learned a whole bunch of songs sitting up there sweating, taking amphetamines and smoking cigarettes. It's a big experience. We started well, learning like, guitar during COVID, so we were also locked up. COVID was interesting. You know, it, uh, it didn't stop my music. I thought it would, but I started doing uh, streamers on Facebook. I could actually make money with it. And, uh, and when my wife found that out, she's like, get down there and do another one tonight, you know. So uh, it was... Uh, it was a kind of a beautiful thing. We live sort of an isolated life anyway, because we we both uh, draw our social security retirement. I mainly, you know, I, I stick around the house unless I got a gig and I go out and play it. I don't go out very much. Really, don't want to. Can you tell us about any current projects that you have going on? Anything you're recording or any place you're playing soon? Or well, I play about three or four times a week. I've always got uh, gigs to play. We got a like two monthly uh, brewery gigs in Charlotte. And then I go out to these other towns within two hours, play at these other joints. So, you know, try to keep news, learning new songs. We just had an album come out called uh, Melancholy Angel. So that's pretty fresh. I, uh, I'm always thinking about the next record, but I know it's going to be probably, you know, there'll be uh, some time between this one and that. I can't afford to produce my own stuff. I'm very fortunate to be on a uh, record label that does that for me. You know, in return, I have to go out and perform a lot. And, uh, you know, that's how they get their money back. Mostly it's off a of live performance. Dolph Ramsor has been a promoter and a manager uh, for me for, you know, for a number of years now. Uh, we, we parted ways at one, one point. I don't know, back about 2007, uh, he was managing me, and he got this other aunt, these young <laughs> fellas named the Haven Brother. You know, you got your hands full. I don't think you need to be wasting your time on me. So uh, we parted ways. But Bob Crawford, uh, the bass player for the Haven Brothers, he actually got me back to writing. I had gotten extremely ill and uh, exhausted from uh, – I went ahead. I kept doing my music, but I did it in a very stupid way. Uh, a whole lot of traveling, a little bit of money, not much rest. And I was also uh, practicing law more and more. I, uh, my, the law business I've been in for years started prospering when my when Linda and I, my wife and I started just doing it ourselves. So I, I just worked myself into exhaustion and I had to let the music go because I got, I got shingles. I got totally wiped out i could work but i'd come home in the evening you know maybe take a walk or a run or something to eat some supper and go to sleep for you know 14 hours driving from uh, new york to atlanta and uh, out to texas just you know chasing uh something that wasn't gonna happen at some point he 
I had actually written a couple new songs and uh, he had asked me to send him some lyrics. I sent him some lyrics. I've done that a lot of people and, you know, they don't ever respond. I just had the attitude. Nobody gives a damn about it. Hell, he actually went out and hired all these musicians and produced recordings of them. Then one day he was like, uh, I want you to go in the studio and record this song. I wrote it for Johnny Cash, but he died. So uh, how about you do it? It's for a movie uh, called Angola. And that's kind of where, you know, I started uh, recording and going out playing again. And uh, God, that's been about five or six albums ago. Tell us a little bit about um, your outside interests. I know you do art. I know you have a love of poetry. What other things? What are your interests besides music? Well, poetry fits into songwriting. That's port the poetry I used to do just went into the songwriting. Other things, and I, I don't really have too much other than uh, I like good food. You know, I, I spend most of my time painting. I, I can't afford to take a vacation. Mostly, I just work, try to keep the property around here. We're sitting on like seven acres. I try to keep it looking somewhat presentable, and uh, you know, it's just. I'm not complaining. I, I like the way my life. I mean, I used to play softball and tennis and basketball. And, you know, I'll go take a, I like to take, walk a mile every day. Yeah, I used to do a whole lot more than that, but I just, you know, I don't have the time. I'm obsessed with the paint now. You know, you know if I'm not playing uh, or cutting grass, uh, you know, I'm focused on turning out art so I can sell it, be able to pay my bills. Do you, you sell it on the Mega Mega Art site too, don't you? Well, I did, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's become going actually to a, a brick and mortar gallery. But I'm going to stay involved with you. I, that was a, a very good experience for a while. I think the whole internet, Facebook thing sort of fizzled out now. You know, people can get out and go, you know, move around. So we have three questions that we ask everybody that we interview. Kind of tough questions, not really, but some people think they are. Who are your influences or idols? I don't have any idols. Um, I don't idolize people. I think that's dangerous. I love Jesus. His words mean a lot to me. Bob Dylan was a huge influence. Edgar Allan Poe, started reading him when I was very young. There's so many other writers that come from both of those, you know, that I, uh, there was a, a North Carolina writer, uh, Thomas Wolfe uh, from Asheville, that uh, he was a big deal at one point, like in the 30s. He influenced like Jack Kerouac. That was Kerouac's favorite writer. He had a big influence on him. As far as, you know, I don't, I don't idolize people. That's, I think that's a foolish thing to do uh, because people are people and they're all flawed. And I have, I have had heroes or people I, you know, admired a bit too much before, but unfortunately, uh, when I had the opportunity to meet them and interact with them, I came away with a much lower opinion of them, actually hating some of them. You know, I, I, I'm exposed to, you know, famous people and, uh, I give them their own space. I leave them alone. You know, if they want to talk to me, that's great. But I'm, I'm not going to go sticking my nose in their business. Favorite song or lyric? That's you know, I've been that. asked that before, and it's just, uh, it's impossible to say. Uh, I love the, um, can't even remember this guy's name, Johnny Mercer. He wrote a lot of, like, pop songs from probably the 30s up into the 60s, like Moon River, Blue Moon, uh, the Summer Wind, I think he was in on that. Uh, there was a musical we used to listen to in my family called uh, Take Me Alone. Jackie Gleason was in it, Walter Pigeon. Walter Pigeon sang a song called Growing Old which is uh, still just grips my heart when I hear it nowadays. The moon has a few new wrinkles. It shines <laughs> a bit more silver now than gold. I'm staying young. 
while everything around me is growing old. And uh, that's been my experience. I <laughs> love that. Yeah, it gets better. There's just so many great songs that I, I mean, I love Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster. <laughs> yep. So much, so much great music. Oh, that for I'm sure. Hearing. My life, and it's, it's just hard to say one. I told you these were hard questions. Then there's arias, you know, sort of operatic arias that are just, I just end up weeping every time I hear them. But I really couldn't tell you, you know, like who wrote it or I got records, you know, that I listen to. One last question for you, and this is, what advice would you give to new songwriters? Never give up. Believe in yourself. Find examples to follow, like I did with Bob Dylan, but find your own voice. I learned that from studying poetry writing. Find the voice that is uniquely yours. You know, if you if you believe in a lyric, don't let some workshop leader uh, online, you know, tell you different. Watch it with, you know, getting too much advice. Uh, nobody's got the secrets. Uh, there are people who've got the experience, but there isn't any formula. There isn't any magic formula. There isn't anything you can buy to to create a great song it has to come from your heart and your head and your gut and write a lot you know write all you can write and then you take songs you know and work the hell out of them if they get to where you know they just ain't working we'll just put them aside uh, but the more you work on it you're tilling the soil you're 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 fertilizing uh, that spirit the poetic spirit in yourself and eventually something's going to burst out some kind of beautiful tree's going to grow out all that shit you've been generating and with your sweat and frustration but so don't give up if you really want to write songs you want to make something beautiful then work at it work really hard at it sweat suffer for it but when you got it you got it and, you, and you'll know it you know you'll you'll feel it you'll get that little catch in your throat when you try to sing it. i love that me too okay so now we're going to ask if you wouldn't mind playing a song for us yeah you tell us what it is and then fire away i forgot i was going to do this this pretty new song. I'm going to back that. Well, you can't see this anyway. Uh, this doesn't even have a title yet because we hadn't started playing it that much. and 
called you groupie When it came your time to go True love is not a custom to the road Now you stumble through the darkness Bar to bar and bed to bed One day you'll see the wreckage Live by the life you live to be some of the first people to hear that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, I hope you liked it. I'm very honored. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for asking. Do you have anything that you want to shamelessly plug? Anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Art shows, songs, web websites? I can't think I mean we got a show Saturday in Charlotte at the Tipsy Borough Saloon and then uh, Sunday in Charlotte at Free Range Brewing. Uh, we're going to be on Mountain Stage sometime starting September 29th. We went up there to Charleston and recorded that in June. And that's always a thrill. You know, I probably won't even get to hear it. That after September 29th, it'll be on PBS station somewhere. And I'm trying to think, you know, it's, if you go to davidchilders.com, you can you can see the the recordings. Uh, you can buy them there even, and uh, also there's a schedule. You know where we're playing. I am going up into Ohio and uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia to do a couple things in November. There's a art show that uh, Robert, my son, he's also an artist. He and I are participating in down in in Somerville, Georgia, called Fenster Fest. It's uh, Pretty amazing uh, thing. It's uh, at the home of uh, the late Howard Fenster, who was a uh, what's called outsider artist. Over the years, uh, this festival has grown, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've been painting like crazy, getting stuff ready for it. I thank my friend Abe Partridge for, who's also a songwriter, held a songwriter and artist. He got us into that. That's a, that's a big thing that I would I would 
try to direct people to. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your song with us and your expertise. And we are so happy to meet you. Have an amazing rest of your year. Sounds like you well, got last Thank you. Same to you. Don't be a stranger, okay? Good evening. David Childers is a super kind and humble man. Talking with him was something out of this world. Bethany and I both agreed after the call that we just talked to someone who broke the mold. Please see the episode notes to see where you can find David's art, see him play live, and find his music. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and post it to your social media. And be sure to like, rate, and review. If you're a musician and you want to be interviewed on our podcast, please email us at nashvillehotchickenmusic at gmail.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you and hope y'all look forward to hearing from us. Thanks for listening to Sisters in Song.